This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Morning, everyone. And how are you doing today? Michael's author of One Rental at a Time, and this is, of course, your... First and foremost, thank you very much for all you daily viewers out there. I appreciate you. Thank you for being a part of this journey. We've gone from three, four, five hundred daily to well over 2,000 and growing. So thank you for your daily participation. Those of you that don't know, this is a show that goes on at 7.30 a.m. six days a week. And then on Thursday, we do it at 7 a.m. Yes, seven days a week, Thursday and Sunday also. Holidays, birthdays, all of that good stuff. It's something I've been doing for the better part of three decades. Now I just take notes and share with you what I am reading. Uh, Next up, I want to remind you, because some of you watch Monday through Friday, I want to remind you about two things that happened over the weekend. First, I interviewed a CPA who has been on the channel before, Bob Langworthy. We created a half-hour discussion about how changes in the tax code rising capital gains, potential elimination of 1031, potential elimination of stepped-up basis could dramatically increase the need to understand seller financing. If you were like me and you were buying rental properties from older landlords who have depreciated to zero, you need to watch the video that came out Saturday. You can actually pay more. Uh, they They can pay less in taxes. They can maintain monthly income and they can get a lot more money. So you need to understand that. The reason I'm telling you is that video will likely disappear from YouTube in about 24 hours. I wanted to keep it up just for Monday because, again, some of you just watch Monday through Friday. The The heading of the video is must learn or must learn win-win, something like that. You need to watch it before it goes away. It was created to go in my course, but it was so valuable, I just had to keep being me and give stuff away. So it is there for at least another 24 hours. So if you are not a member of the course, you need to go watch it today because it's going to go away and you're going to miss out on an opportunity. And then number two, uh, I interviewed a tremendous expert Sunday morning, uh, Laura Morby. Uh, She has an amazing story. And best of all, she has agreed to become the latest expert. So she and I will be talking Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock. And going forward, we will hit, just like all of our other experts, three topics. Uh, You should check out that video. I think it's titled Married to an Entrepreneur, something like that. But again, it was a wonderful interview, and I'm so happy to have Laura be a part of our expert series. And if you want me to ask her any questions, as always, leave comments below. So on to the daily financial news. Remember, I told you this on Saturday. I told you it on Sunday, but Let's remind you today, this is a big earnings week. 30% of the S&P 500 are going to report all the big tech names, big industrials, consumer stocks, lots of companies. I am almost beyond uninterested in what they did last quarter. I believe we got to talk about two things going forward. A, 
are they going to tell us about the next quarter and what they see for the rest of the fiscal year? For the last four quarters, almost five, many companies have taken a pass. They didn't want to talk about the future. It was unknown. We didn't know what was going to go on. Well, stop it. We have left the tunnel. We are standing directly in the sunlight. Tell us what you see in the future. I believe companies that don't do that should be penalized, but we shall see. Number two, we need to understand what is going on uh, with inflation. We have seen some scary numbers uh, in kind of the home improvement area for months now, right? Home Depot, Lowe's, construction, lumber, windows, appliances, wiring, all that stuff. It is now creeping into the grocery store. Not so much in food yet. I gave you inflation numbers yesterday, but God, diapers, right? Like 9%, General Mills, cereal. I mean, it it is coming. Uh, so we're going to see if that is impacting any other companies. So talk about the future and is inflation working its way into the system. From there, we got to talk about Tesla. Tesla after hours, uh, they're going to report. They're probably going to blow it out. I'm going to guess, right? That's just what they do. Uh, but let's see. It's going to be interesting to see what they talk about the future. It'll be interesting for me if they talk about what's going on in China because they're having a little bit of a tiff with the Chinese government. We'll see if that's impacting future sales. I uh, don't know if you saw this, but boy, if you invest in Raleigh, North Carolina, I hope you own some houses because uh, Apple, it's going to be dropping a billion dollars. Yeah, one billy on creating a um, campus in Raleigh, North Carolina for at least 3,000 employees. So if you have bought some single-family homes in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, congratulations, you just got richer. Crazy. In addition to that, don't forget that Apple is going to op be opening a $1 billion campus in Austin, Texas. It's supposed to be this year, maybe early next year. But again, Apple is diversifying its footprint. Right? It has been in Cupertino, which is about five miles that way from where I'm sitting today, All right, like 25,000 employees. Uh, they are expanding in ex uh, their footprint to other states, uh, really diversifying the workforce. And that's a trend that has real weight uh, and I think will eventually impact Bay Area housing. I've talked about the slow bleed and all of that because I think what we're missing is that next iteration of engineers and computer scientists that will then buy the next million-dollar house in Palo Alto or whatever. We have silly housing prices here. Um, next up, we have talk of more stimulus. Uh, we have another more talk of taxes. Uh, we are going to see just how big an appetite we have for spending both in infrastructure and family support and all of those various things. A couple of earnings that have already come out. There was a few released before the market opened. The, you know, Tesla's after hours. Uh, Albertsons, a grocery store, beat top and bottom, but gave kind of weak guidance. Uh, they didn't they didn't give a, a, a blowout same store sales, so I expect their stock to be down. Uh, the one that surprised me, uh, Otis. Anybody know what Otis does? They do elevators and, and uh, escalators. They blew it out, beat top and bottom, and and raised guidance. 
Essentially, what Otis is telling us is get your head out of your butt, Michael. It's not all about New York and San Francisco. The rest of the country is building and there are cranes everywhere. That's what Otis says. Uh, So, again, a lot of great stuff going on across the country. You would think so, right? We've seen movement. We've been talking about it for six and nine months. There is a great rotation in where people want to live, move to the suburbs, the smile states, Arizona to Florida. It is interesting to see what is going on. So Otis just blew it out. Uh, We have another NFL, National Football League player. His name's Sean Culkin. Uh, You know, he makes about a million bucks, which probably not much above league minimum. I actually have no idea what league minimum is. But he is going to take his entire salary in Bitcoin. Sign of the top, sign of a believer. I don't know. Would you take your salary in Bitcoin? I don't know. Seems kind of weird. Uh, next up, we uh, we are starting to see, and we should this should be marketed more and t- talked about more. There's truly a labor shortage in the service industry, meaning restaurants and the like. What happened last year? We shut down a part of our economy, right? I call it the fourth lane, right? The service industry. It really impacted the K-shaped recovery, right? If you were in the service industry, unfortunately, you were the bottom level of the K. And if you weren't, you can work from home. You're the top. But now we are seeing Yelp talked about 550,000 businesses opening up in the last nine months with over a 40% in the last 90 days. We have restaurants from the simple ones of McDonald's to Dunkin' to all of these Chipotle looking to hire people. And they are behind the curve. They are increasing hourly wages. They are offering signing bonuses. And they can't get people to say yes. They are comfortable with the goosed up unemployment. Uh, So again, we are going to see wage inflation. I've been talking about this for 60 days or so. It is coming. Uh, I would tell you that if you are in one of those service sector jobs, you have never had more pricing power. Take the skill experience you have. I'll pick on McDonald's. And go see if you can make more money somewhere else. You have the power. Use it. Get higher wages and take your skill set. This will be interesting to see it unravel, right? Unemployment, I do not think it's goosed up any longer. Does it go to June or September? I need to go look at that. I think it goes till September. But it is going to be interesting if you wait until October, assuming it ends September 30th, you're going to be out of luck. Uh, because they were, you know, the first mover can get the high wages. Once you lose that, I don't know. So again, we do have a labor so- shortage. It feels horrible to say we have 10% unemployment. The U6 is 8 million jobs less than before. But right now, labor shortage in the retail and restaurant space. Talk about uh, intervention in the market being uh, manipulating activities. Kind of interesting. <coughs> Talking about the travel sector, there was a note out that the EU, so Europe, expects to allow vaccinated Americans to come to their country or countries. Uh, I find that interesting, right? Just the other day, the CDC said, um, uh, you know, 80% of the world, you know, warnings and all that nonsense. So it is going to be interesting to see. I don't know that I would go to Europe first, right? They seem to not like us very much, right? But anyways, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know that Europe would be the first thing I would go to. Although, having gone to the Greek islands, 
pretty special place. I might go back there. Another thing I find interesting is rental car prices. Again, think inflation. I found this article comical. So rental car prices in Hawaii are so ridiculous. Get this. People are renting U-Haul trucks. First off, shout out to you for thinking of that, right? Go get a U-Haul truck, a little pickup truck, drive around the island. <laughs> That's ingenious, frankly. But yes, rental car prices in Hawaii are so expensive, they'd rather rent a walking billboard called a U-Haul truck. Pretty crazy. And then finally, uh, there's two more things. First, uh, I think it is pretty clear. I think housing appreciation is going to go up. Uh, I now have some numbers from John Burns Real Estate Consulting. Uh, remember, they were the ones that put out the Investor Mania 2.0 article I think we talked about last Tuesday or Wednesday. But for all of you that are think a housing crash is coming, here are the numbers that John Burns and I agree with. 2020, so numbers already in the books. You can't argue them. 2020 up 11%. 2021, the year we're in right now, expectations are for 12%. So far, no crash. Okay, well, what happens if appreciation falls by 50%? Eh, goes up 6% next year. Not a crash. They're expecting 5% the year after, and finally 4% the year after. A lot of this is based on the fact that we are doing good lending, very restrictive, 30-year mortgages, all of that. So in case you, in case you don't want to do the math, I've done it for you. Let's assume you started this journey with a 200K house. After an 11% rise, it goes to 222. After a 12% rise, it goes to 248. After a 6% rise, it goes to 263. A 5% to 276. And a 4% rise to 287. So in a five-year run, your 208K house is $287,805. Or 44% rise from your original 200K purchase price. Folks, single family housing is the asset of choice. It is not only being looked at by the big boys as we talked about Investor Mania 2.0. We have good lending practices going on. We have an improving job market. We have movement from vertical urban cities to the suburbs. And the suburbs weren't ready. I don't know why these people are still talking about a 40% crash. Kind of frustrating. And then lastly, I want to pose a question for you. The 10-year note is uh, behaving oddly. It will be interesting to see if the Fed talks about it on Wednesday. They start their meeting tomorrow. But I want to propose a question to you, my uh, frequent followers or watchers. I'm going to say 1.8% on the 10-year by May 31st. So what would that be? 35, 36 days from now? Are you going to take the over or the under? May 31st, 36 days from now. 35 days, 35 days from now. Are you going to take the over or under at 1.8? I think it's 1.59 this morning. I haven't looked in the last hour. I'm going to take the over. We got a couple people saying under already. I'm going to take the over. But let's just see. Let's have some fun. Interact with me. Leave comments below. We can come back and make fun of me later. Or I can tell you, gotcha. All right, remember, today's a great day to make some money. Let's be better than yesterday, and I'm going to get ready to interview some experts for you here shortly. Have a wonderful day. Bye.